Now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey, Adam. It's time for notes on your notes. Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. I've been really up and up on the whole decade thing, yeah. but apparently it's the end of the decade. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, oh, apparently. it's the end of the decade. What did the 2010s mean? Yeah. I don't know what the 2010s were. I guess it was like the decade that the internet won. I guess. Yeah. I guess in review, people will start to, you know, like the roaring 20s or whatever, 100 years ago. 100 yeah. years ago now. Wow. I think it'll probably be the decade the phones took over. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, wireless phones. Yeah, handheld, you know, atomic bomb computers, basically, you know, that's. Yeah. So, one of the things I thought about over the last 10 years that I really, you know, that I felt I really grew in was my ability to speak Spanish. Like, listen to this, listen to this. <laughs> Hola. Huh? Isn't, Como, that like, isn't that like a native? Como esta usted? <laughs> like that? <laughs> Buenas noches. <laughs> I got it down, man. Did your mother ever speak Spanish? Very rarely. Uh, only like when she was talking to family on the phone in Panama. In Panama. And then we'd go like, wow, and they talk so fast. <coughs> she, had, she had no desire to teach you? Zero. Yeah. That's a shame. It is. Because I, you know, I'll tell you every once in a while, I'll go like, hola, like that. And I do it with such, you know, with such ease that they start talking to me in Spanish. Gusto. <laughs> Gusto. <laughs> I'm just thinking, because so, yeah. if you spoke Spanish, you could take your... Um, workshops on the road to latin america oh I, I actually that is a contemplation for me and i do work with sound and movement and breath which is beyond language actually i want to specialize in pre-verbal acting so is that your thing yeah pre-verbal acting just like animal like <laughs> rolling around on a stage in vitro acting <laughs> yeah fetal. Um, yeah fetal <laughs> everything's fetal every a birth in every class yes mm-hmm. yeah 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 because that's i mean seriously Do I have to wear a diaper that is the beauty. I'll, I'll keep going with that. Uh, that is the beauty of film and 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 art, especially when it's non-language based. Is that is that everyone can enjoy it? You know, it's like it's like that's why you know when when people watch the um, the Titanic and you know what's his name's on the on the top of the um, top of the world, Canada, whatever. Yeah, um, you know, you look at that and everyone knows what's going on for him emotionally. Right. You know, just by and the same thing with. Uh, James Cagney. Oh my God, I didn't realize that till just now. James Cagney does a famous film where he's on top of like an, a, a, a tower or something. And he goes, look at me, Ma. I'm on top of the world. Oh my God. And then he burns because he's a bad guy. <laughs> I didn't make that connection till just now. Yeah. I guess there's a, the triumphant prior to death. Yeah. Exclamation of how you own the world. Yeah. And then with what's his name? It was, yeah, he didn't know. He didn't know he was about to die. Didn't know he was about to die. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. So it's the end of the decade and you could, you all could be about to die. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for bringing it home, Adam. So one of the things I also wanted to share about is, you know, we just finished a, um, a very powerful full moon in Gemini. Oh, wow. And then we're coming up into, oh boy, we're sliding and we're coming up into, uh, up into uh, a winter solstice, which is the long, sorry, the yeah, the longest night, the shortest day of the year, which then, you know, Judeo-Christians commandeered for, you know, Christmas and Hanukkah. Maniacs. Can I just ask a a brief 
yeah. you know, yeah. summary of what of the full moon means. Full moon means to Josh. <laughs> it's mean. It means it's time to work on our liver. You know, it's about you know, it's about coming things coming to fullness, com- coming to fruition, uh, releasing things that you no longer want, mm. as opposed to a new moon, which is like new beginning, starting afresh. You know, these are broad strokes, but yeah, but yeah, I do have my full moon rituals that I've been uh, engaged I, in i know you do yes i realize there's a little pep in your step this morning did you did you really see that it's just coming all things firing uh, um yeah um if people want to you know uh email me directly um i will share those protocols but you know it's not stuff that you really talk about at, at a party so well i mean can't give all your secrets away <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah i'm happy to share but yeah 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 so we are coming to the end of 2019 mm-hmm and josh and i were thinking i was like i came in today i was like let's do an end of year episode and josh is like let's do an end of decade episode yeah um because josh always thinks big and i think small (laughs) i wouldn't say that (laughs) i think narrow and um we want to talk about how what we invested in and what we put our attention in and our focus in Mm. for the last 10 years and we hope you will think about those things too because coming in january the creative workbook will come out again for 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many people have downloaded it. I'm just shocked. Maybe because it's free and on our website and it helps you design a creative process for you and to set goals for the coming year. Uh, last year's edition is on the website. If you go online, uh, notes in your notes.com forward slash 2019, you could put your email address in and then when the new one comes out, I'll send you an email to say the new one's coming out. So you could definitely do that. Uh, but We'll do an episode on that in January, but before we get to there, we want to sort of like talk about this other question, which is like, at what point should you take stock and look back and say, okay, where is my focus right now? Mm -hmm. What am I investing in? Mm -hmm. What does it say about my personality type, my priorities, Mm -hmm. um, where I've been, what's been good about it? What's been less good about it? Uh, So... Let's start. Uh, well, I love, I love that you said take stock. Yeah, I love that you said take stock. I didn't say that, but okay. You did. You <laughs> said, you, well, you'll hear it. You'll, you, say, you take stock of what you did, blah, blah, blah. Just kidding. Okay. Maybe I said it. You did we'll say it. have to go to the tape. <laughs> you did say it. Um, yeah. Uh, hit rewind. That's funny. That doesn't now even exist anymore. Now there's a huge anymore. mystery. Yeah, rewind. It's like, what does rewind mean? Anyway, you said take talks, take stock, which is really interesting because that has to do with like a reviewing process, but it's also the word stock. S-T-O-C-K. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. You, know, you take stock of something, which is an inventory, which is a review, which is looking at assets. And um, like, because your stock is your asset. And um, and what I'm really uh, interested in, I, I talked to a fellow creative about this the other day, is that we're all investing. We, we basically have two things that we invest. We invest with time and we invest with money. Yeah. Or another way of saying it is energy. Time and money, energy. Uh, allocation of resources and um and some people some people let's say let's let's work with artists right now some artists will take a prioritization which is what you just talked about and invest in in assets that are something you can hold in your hand like real estate or a stock or gold bullion or cryptocurrency or whatever and then other people other artists will invest in their career which would look like classes or equipment or time for writing a book or creating a, a, a film or you know they're, yeah. they're investing and 
And it's a very interesting thing to look at in terms of, of what do you want to invest in? What do you want to prioritize? Where, you know, what do you want to, uh, what do you want as you sow, so do you reap? And you know, it's interesting to use the word sow, and they don't mean sow, like needle and thread. They mean sow, like... Putting a seed in the ground. Yeah. Which is a very interesting thing. Like, no one ever says, so what did you sow today? You know, but anyway. But, um, um, and it's really important to have that self-awareness and alignment so that at the end of the decade, 2029, you don't sit there and go, damn, I wish I had a house. It's like, well, you invested in these things. And when you invest in these things, you may or may not get a house, but you, you grew your talent. And, and conversely, it's like, damn, I wanted a career. Well, you spent all your time, you know, buying a house and having a family and, you know, all these other things. And, and you know, that, that that's kind of harsh for yeah. people, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think something that's maybe that I'm thinking about that goes on behind this is where did, where did you invest your time? Mm-hmm. Because time is limited resource. T- time and money. And time is actually the, the bigger asset because you can't buy time. You, right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, did... You know, did you spend your time uh, producing a play or did you spend your time day trading? I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. there are different choices about how we spend our time. I don't think this is either or, but I do think... It's self-awareness. Right. I just want to put in a pitch for and say that I think one of the issues, and I come across this more and more with people, Mm -hmm. is that because we have so much information and so much choice now, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of choice. Even if financially things are harder now because of things like housing costs in urban areas it's harder to be an artist in places like la and new york mm-hmm. um, but in terms of investing our time i think sometimes there's a temptation to invest it really broadly in terms of our attention mm-hmm. and it's another thing to consider like where did i put my attention over the last 10 years and where do i put want to put it yeah. in the future and if i'm someone who can do multiple things where do i have to make choices Yes, I guess I'm just putting in a pitch for, and I don't want to project because I have a little bit of this problem, um, <laughs> is that, you know, like what what is your willingness to allocate your time towards things that are going to be focused, simple, and have depth rather than doing 15 things? Because just to take a simple example, mm-hmm. it's much easier to travel today than it was 10 years ago. Yes. Well, universally yes. true. Universally, yes. Universally true. Yes. Flights are less expensive. Airbnb has multiplied the amount of options that you have. So now everyone can like really travel a lot. And that's really cool, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's We like choice. It's also, and to some extent, daunting because now it's easier to run off and be distracted if, if that is, you're using that as a distraction. Mm-hmm. The same way. So I guess my, my point, and it's like very simple, is that as you look forward to your attention, there's also a priority setting of where is my, what is the priority? What am I willing to let go of having? And what am I let go of? Um, what do I really want to put my attention? Because even in your example of like a house and a family versus investing in your creative keep, career, there are people at home now who are listening. who's like, nah, I can do all three, whatever. I can do that. I can be a mother and a father and I can have a house and I can have a creative career and I can do gardening because I love gardening and I can go teach weekend workshops because I'm really good at the, you know, mm-hmm. like I can do because that's sort of like this, we can have it all culture mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm just asking, is that working for you? And where do you want to invest your time? And what are the trade-offs? So part of what you're talking about, this is fascinating for me. It's 
I feel like some of it has to do with yes, what, what you said, which is very, which is a very masculine thing, which is you know pick a focus and you know go for it. Yes, you know, are you on target? Right? Absolutely. And then which there's isn't the, right for everyone. Which is not right for everyone, and and it has to do with the masculine mind, if you will. And then the other side of that is is integration. So can I can I have multiple tasks going all at the same time and have an integration or a through line or a thread that holds it all together, even though externally it may appear like I'm all over the map, but ultimately it has it's serving the one purpose. And I know that's a little more yeah. vague, but no, but, no, but I, it's, I agree. It's like it's what's the container a, for my life that is singularly in mission. And values and focus. Yes, and then and then that has an external that could that could look very varied, and and it could look to the uncultured eye, perhaps a bit all over the map. But if you really you know it went depth in depth in it, you would see that it's all interconnected. Yeah. Um. So again, it goes back to self awareness, and having a prioritization and knowing who you are and what you want and how much energy you have and and what you're willing to to do to to achieve whatever it is that you want to uh, experience because ultimately in life it's all about like what do you want to experience yes yeah yeah and and that's that perspective allows you to see the good and the bad as just another experience and mm -hmm. what did i learn from it and do i want to have that experience more or less of and i i do think it's a through line i think that it, it's important to have a through line to all the activities i do think sometimes just from a practical perspective of i see people or at least I get the complaints that I hear from people that they're in a culture in which you are current constantly switching between projects and focus. There's a, there's, there's a cost to that. Even if it is singularly mission driven, even mm -hmm. if it's all around mm -hmm. someone wanting to, um, do something, uh, creative. Like I'm express my overall is like, I want to be a creative expressive person in the world. And I express that by, having a baking business and doing stand up and mm -hmm. um, designing and flipping houses on the side. And, you know, like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like, when someone's like, well, they're all part of me being creative. And I think that's really cool. And I think there are people who can pull that off. I think that it's a much smaller people than actually can. <laughs> yeah. And then it's about allocation of resources and being able to outsource and, and, and to, um, you know, uh, uh, have a support team and to delegate to certain people. Like I'm going to use Arnold Schwarzenegger as a, as an example. Mm. Here's Arnold, a guy who who can barely speak English, especially at the beginning of his career, and he becomes Mr. Olympic. And then from that he parlays that into acting work, and from that he takes parlays that into a a real estate empire, and from that he parlays that into ultimately marrying a Kennedy. He married a Kennedy. That's insane. And then he becomes governor. And then he loses it all. Not teasing, but you know, and and now he's advocating for people to eat plant-based diet. But, and you know, so he amassed a huge fortune. He amassed a lot of amazing experiences. But it's it was all based on his built. You know, he built an empire, and it's based on his ability to to focus. And yet, he still had diversification. Yeah, I my perception was that he was 100% focused on one thing at a time though. So he's running for governor, he's 100% yeah. focused on being governor. Right. He's being an actor, he's 100% focused on being an actor. He's being Mr. Olympia, he's 100% bodybuilder. So I think that there are people, you know, we talked about this before, Magic Johnson is similar, the, the basketball player where, you know, I think now his life is more diverse, but a lot of these people who have athletic training early in their lives are like this. It's like they're used to training and they're 100% in, so when they go to the next thing, they're 100% in. And that, that's their- that, That's my whole problem. That's my whole problem right there. I, I never became a professional wrestler. 
Damn, I'm, I'm fascinated by professional Damn. athletes, mostly because I'm jealous <laughs> of their ability to monofocus. You would have been a great wrestler. Thank you. Thank you. Adam. What would have your sure. professional wrestling name had been? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should take like the name of my first dog, Trixie. Trixie? Yeah, Trixie. Trixie Spartan. I don't <laughs> know. I was thinking something more along what would, the line. What would yours be? Um, Kale Moon or something. Kale Moon. You know, okay. something like that. You would be like the vegan earthy wrestler. Okay, all right, all right. Star child, star child. Kale. Well, you would have a finishing move. Oh, oh, I see. That would just like seal the deal and well, all. Well, like night. after you won, you would like grind up flaxseed and then sprinkle it over. Oh, 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 over the crowd? <laughs> no, 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 over your opponent. Over my opponent. Good to know. Okay. And then they would slowly get up and thank you because that had been what resurrected them. Yeah, there your you vegan, go. your vegan potion. Yes. Um. I like that. And then you would raise hands together, but you would make clear that you had won. <laughs> and that Dominated. The and the reason that, that he had lost uh -huh. was because of his intake of animal meat. That's right, because he wasn't vegan. Yeah. Yeah. If, if only. Yeah. yeah. Just if we want to map out your yeah. wrestling career. That's good. Thank you. Sorry, I was just thinking about you know uh -huh. how it would work. Yeah. Um, you know, Judge, we have not made this personal. Okay. Whew. And, all right, all right, tell me uh, tell me about so the why don't we look back when you pitched this i was like i can't remember what i did last week the last decade um yeah. but if you think about yourself where did you put your attention and where did you invest in the, in the last decade yeah i mean i've pr you know pretty much the last decade which also maps to my you know my whole life is primarily investing in 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 my work in my work and in myself in relationship to growing awareness, personal development, and that development always, from my perspective, dovetails into my creative and artistic expression, and also my creative and artistic ability to um, help other people with their projects. So breaking down the creative process. Um, so yeah, that's 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 where I, I map to, and uh, and it's been consistent. So, um, again, I, I don't have, like, I'm sort of like you, like, in the tenant, like, what did I, I vaguely, thank God for Facebook, you know, because then I kind of go, oh, that's what I did 10 years ago. Now I remember. You're the only person who ever says thank God for Facebook. Really? In fact, what just happened right now is the first time in history that anyone has ever said thank God for Facebook. Thank God for Facebook. Well, I, even when I look at my phone, like, you know, I look at my pictures in my phone and I can go back or, or my laptop and I look through all the pictures of what I did 10 years ago or seven years ago. I go, oh, yeah. So let me ask a different question. Mm -hmm. What did you deprioritize? You may not even be that aware of it because, but like, what is, what are the things other people you notice among your peers were as important for them that you decided was not important for you? Well, a lot of people, um, well, you know, it's interesting that you look at it from that perspective because on an external level, I know some people that heavily invested in their career or in their work, and I see that, but, but those are, you know, in the artistic creative world, unless you're building a library of, 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 of films or a library of books or something like that, it's uh, amorphous. It's more amorphous. It's more uh, mm. smoke-like. It's sort of like, you know, I'm working with something that's ethereal and um, it's not as concretized as like buying a house or, you know, writing 10 books, you know? So it's a, it's a, it's more of like the long game and as opposed to the short game because the short game and the short game becomes a long game when you're doing those kinds of things. But yeah, that's, that's what I, that's what I see. I, I see it, uh, my prioritization um, being around articulating the creative process and working on myself and then working with others. Um, 
one of the things I, 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 I've broken down recently is this element of time and money and making sure that I, I never blame time and I never blame money for anything that I do or don't want to do. So you never say, I couldn't do that because I didn't have enough time and I couldn't do that because I didn't have enough money. Yeah. I just say, mm, I didn't do that today, I guess. Not, not I guess. I didn't do that today. I ran out of intention. And when I start sharing that with myself in that way, I really take a look at and own in a different way. I take responsibility for either doing something or not doing something. And I'm not blaming time and money are easy. And then you can also blame people. And well, I mean, behind that, I feel like is the belief that if you have strong enough intention, yeah, that you can do something, yeah, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. So let's say, like, I know, like, you've been kicking around the idea or been working on maybe writing a book. Yes. So you haven't done it yet. Yes. And um, one way of saying it is man, you know, I'm dealing with clients, I've got the podcast, I'm doing my own personal development, I just haven't had time to write that book. Right? That's, right. That's, I, well, that's yeah. what you would never a, say. A, that. a normal person would say yeah. that. Yeah. An idiot would say that. <laughs> Idi- idiot. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Adam, you're so much fun. <laughs> so that's, that's an idiot. So what, yeah. what would you say? Self, self, uh, I'm a self-deprecating idiot. Ah, I did it again. Okay. <laughs> that's funny. Um, you would say, I haven't, put sufficient intention, focus, attention on that being, on that. Yeah, allocation of resources. That has not been my priority. Yeah, all I have to do is say, hey, that's really important to me. I want to allocate more resources to that. It doesn't doesn't take time and it doesn't take money. It takes intention. And then, then yes, once I have the intention, time and circumstances and a bunch of other things will stack in and also get support from, from other people, other resources that I'm not even aware of yet. How do you define the word intention? making it so that it becomes a prioritize a prioritization and i i um orchestrate i design my day my life around one of those one of those objects or one of those um projects or one yeah. of those intentionalities it's like it's like i have such a high intention on doing like i do i have a daily pranayama practice so no matter what oh you know the other thing that's really important Adam is flexi- is flexibility. I cannot tell you how important flexibility is. Is that when you're building uh, an intention-filled life? Because otherwise, if I make it rigid, like for instance, I have to do a, my pranayama every pranayama is yogic breathing. I have to do my pranayama every single day between the hours of three and four a.m. Or I'll never get where I want to go. Yeah, and then you, yeah, and then you escalate it up from there. And and that's such a narrow um, opportunity to be successful that you're setting, I'm setting myself up for failure. And so because I want to set myself up for success, what I do is I go, okay, I want to, it's important for me to do this pranayama. I want to do it on a daily basis. And I'm going to do it so that I can do it any time from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are, you're, you're a very sort of open individual in that respect and that you remain flexible. Oh, but it's key. Because otherwise, otherwise I become so rigid and so dogmatic and so hard-lined that maybe, yeah, I do accomplish it, but I'm also doing myself a disservice because I'm not allowing for life to th- flow through. Yeah, I mean, it's always a question of like, I remember one of our first episodes was on discipline and it did really well. And I realized, I kind of knew this, but I realized more that like people love talking about discipline because everyone wishes they had more of it in their life. Okay, so I'm, and, I, I've, I've articulated something around this just like the last couple of days. You ready for it? Mm-hmm. 
instead of asking myself, uh, I, I have to be more disciplined around this in order to get this, it's, it's the wrong question. The, the, the real thing to ask yourself is, what do I want to create? Yeah, I think the real issue is you have to have a larger vision for your life and like yeah, what do I want to create? Yeah, what do you like and once you have that because I guess what I was getting to that last comment was what you you don't want you want it to be challenging, but you don't want it to be pushing yourself and dragging yourself, right? O overwhelming. Yeah. Well, it, I mean it's, it's, that, like, it's that sweet spot. Yeah, There's a sweet spot. Or it's like you see this in the um you sometimes see this in people who just have a vision an idea of like like money like how much money they're gonna have and they just push themselves endlessly till mm -hmm. they have that mm -hmm. or you decide to be a lawyer even though you don't want to be a lawyer and you just push yourself to becoming a lawyer you know and it's like because it seems safe and unprofitable or whatever mm -hmm. and like it's that's kind of what i'm getting at it's like there's this uh, area you want to be in around having an intention to do thing something and focus and attention that should not be um, like disciplining and pushing yourself. It should be like something that may include challenges, but it's something that you can get a line behind if you make the right choices. That has to do with self-awareness. So if I'm self-aware that I'm doing what I honestly really want to do, then I actually go beyond time and space, which is part of what you want to do, in my opinion. You want to you want to you want to be in such alignment with what it is that you want to create that because that's one of the things that we do as artists as artists we go beyond time and space when you're in a rehearsal when you're shooting a film when you're writing a, a screenplay or a novel and you hit that area all of a sudden two hours go by and you go oh my god two hours went by or it doesn't even feel like work now that that doesn't happen all the time but that's what we want to move towards yeah people have written a lot about this like the beauty of working and losing track of time yeah because it's a total merging a total merging. So there is challenges and there is growth, but it has to. Uh, the, 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 one of the foundational principles is the thing of like, is it in alignment with who you really are and who you're becoming? Yeah. And 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 when that is there, there's less resistance, and there's more flow, uh, and you still want challenge and you still want growth, and you want to enter into that. And you know, w Stephen Kotler talks about this all the time, and hopefully we're getting, having him on the show soon. But you know, being in flow state. But um, but a lot of it has to do with really being honest with yourself as to what it is you want. Do you really want to be a lawyer? Or are you just fulfilling your parents' you know need you know for you to have a certain place in society? We always pick on lawyers on the show. It's really terrible. We gotta okay. stop doing that. All right, let's uh, let's. That go. was me. Okay, let's say sharks. Sharks. <laughs> why 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 want a shark eat a lawyer? Professional courtesy. courtesy. Yeah. Uh, so listeners, as you sort of wrap up the year, maybe take out your journal, think about how you spent your time in the last 10 years, where your attention was, what your priorities were, and just start to even, you don't even have to answer it, just start to ask yourself, like, if we were sitting here in 2029, mm -hmm. what do you want to say about how you spent your time that decade, your attention? And it's so weird to think 10 years out. It's very hard to get your head around. And that's why sometimes just even doing the analysis of what did I, what did I spend my time on the last 10 years? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you can shorten, you can shorten, you can make it five years. It doesn't have to be 10, doesn't you know, have to be 10. say, okay, in, in five stay years, flexible. stay flexible, you know, because you're going to change and grow as a person too. So, and your artistic creative skills and talents will, will develop and may take you into other areas and all of that. But it's more about just the reflection of, of, you know, 
did I appreciation of what you did do and see where you want to grow. And, you know, the other thing that people always talk about deep, 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 oh, I really want to go deep, I want to have depth. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with playing at the shallow end. I never hear anyone say, you know what I really want? I want to be more shallow. <laughs> but, you know, shallow can be fun in terms of, of getting in the pool and just playing for a little while. And, the, and, and allow the shallowness to lead you to your own depth. Wow. Basically, yeah, that was a good one. in this weird world of Josh's pool party, <laughs> you just got to get in the pool. Get in the pool. Just get in the pool, kids. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about being deep. Just get in the pool, just play in the, the water. Swim around, splash. If you start to wander toward this deep end and that feels uncomfortable, just come back. Yeah. Grab a beer. <laughs> hang out in the shallow end. I, no, I have to say, alcohol and, 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 and pool swimming may not go uh, together, so be careful. For Josh kid. Townsend, for everyone else, they seem to do just fine. <laughs> But can you imagine like getting really drunk and then all of a sudden you're floating? Anyway, yeah. I've never done that. Neither have I. But yeah, yeah just probably. Kidding. I mean, I want to combine alcohol and swimming and yeah. swam in the Pacific yeah. Ocean at yeah. midnight. Yeah, midnight. <laughs> <laughs> Full moon. Yeah. Uh, Runyon or running. Yeah. Listeners, finally, we just want to thank you for your att- your attention on the podcast this year. We hope uh, that it helps you with your creative process. That it brought you deeper into your creative work that it kept you going, you felt supported. Um, it's a two-way relationship. We appreciate the emails and the voicemails. Those have been really awesome. Yeah, and also, I want to make a pitch for for our listeners to please, um, uh, if you have anything that wants to be added to the to Adam's amazing offering that he does every single year about, you know, tapping into your creative process and, and you know, goal setting and all those things that are, are a necessary part of our larger vision. Um, please email Adam. Please email us. Give us your ideas. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? Uh, so that because Adam, you're you're sculpting it right now, right? You're yeah. So it's being rewritten right now. It'll come out, and um, we'll do an episode on it in January. The thing that would be super helpful is for those of you who have it's been out now for two years, and for those of you who have done it, I know a lot of people download and done it. If there are things you liked about it, I know it's hard when it was like 12 months ago or just anything about your own systems for accountability, goal setting visions, things that you ran up against, problems you've had, um, just email me your feedback, notesonyournotes at gmail.com because as I write it, it's helpful for me to know like what is working and what isn't for people. I mean, I, I've had a lot of people do it and I've talked to them, but like it's it's incredibly helpful for me and um you also then, if you've downloaded in the past, you'll automatically be on the list for as soon as it comes out, you'll get an email. Yeah, be a part of the process. I mean, this is literally a creative process. All aspects, left brain, right brain, integration, everything is a part of it. So be a part of it. Be a part of the community. And then, you know, your voice is being heard in that way. And we're going to all upward spiral together as we roll into 2020. <laughs> new decade. New decade. I'm really excited. Now, I, I also want us to thank every single one of who listens to our show and then the, Oh, thank you for sharing the show and all the people who have uh, shared their insights and um, 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 has sent us voicemail messages and notes and everything else. So deep, deep appreciation. I love that we're building the community. Um, more things are coming in 2020 where people can interact more. We're going to roll those out later. Yeah. And yeah. A big thanks to you, Joshua, for all you do to get the word out and your engagement with the community. Yeah. Um, we're going to be more active this year, just so you know. We're going to be okay. even more. You'll, I mean, more videos, more more stuff coming out, more things that will help people. More content. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. This has been Notes on Your Notes. Go to the Facebook page and Instagram page and like us. That's where you get all of Joshua's updates 
about the creative process, about unco- upcoming episodes, whatever you need help with. He is there. He loves DMs. And uh, big thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music on this show. You can always go to Apple Podcasts and the iTunes store and rate us. It would be a fun Christmas gift to us. We truly appreciate it. Um, we also accept real Christmas gifts. Yeah, you just email us. Notes and, notes at Gmail. And last thing is, as we go into 2020, really start contemplating on this, is, which is, what do I want to create? What do you really want to create 2020 and beyond? Yeah. And let yourself be open with that question. Creatively, emotionally. Yeah. Health-wise. Yeah. And being really real with yourself, you know, really honest. Like, not based on what you wanted to create, you know, three years ago or five years ago, but today, fresh, new, green, right? What do I want to create? Maybe even add in the word today or this year. What do I really... And add in the word really. What do I really want to create? Yeah. And you can even put in a speculation. If I were to be really honest with myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can really layer it. If I really were to be honest with myself, what do I want to create this year for me? Because remember, the other thing is, and this is our last thing, I know we have some false starts ends here, but is, is that I can't, I can't really share my creativity until I fill up my own cup, until I'm in a state of overflow. And any time that, if I'm, not, if I'm giving, and I'm using the word giving in quotes, if I'm giving and I'm not in a state of overflow, I'm actually in, in the land of barter. If you give me this, I'll give you that because I'm not overflowing. As soon as I go in, I, I, I have this experience often. When I'm in overflow, I love it. When, I, when I'm not in overflow, then I feel myself going to expectation. And I'm like, well, I gave you something. Are you going to give me something, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And no, I'm not going to talk about my last date. Oh! <laughs> but, but yeah. Actually, next year's show is going to be a dating show about Josh. <laughs> so we have a little format change coming your way. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't, we didn't show <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Thanks, thanks, guys. We will Thank talk you. to you in the new year. Thank you, Adam.